0: Yes! And the Cougars take the lead! Top of the key three for T.J. Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason
1: Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Salt Lake City for a rivalry game. Against the University of Utah for many reasons. Tonight is a massive game. First and foremost, it's against Utah, which is always a big deal. The good news is that BYU has dominated this series recently, winning 7 out of the last ten, nine out of the last 12, and 13 out of the last 17 matchups with Utah on the hardwood. The other major storyline, I don't know if anyone's talking about this. You may not have heard anything about this at all. Tonight is the return of BYU's Yoli Childs. How great is it that Yoli's first game of the year is against Utah? After serving an unwarranted nine-game suspension for a paperwork snafu, Yoli will make his 2019 2020 debut tonight and joined a basketball team that is playing very well right now. The Cougars are 6-3 and three overall and coming off another dominating shooting performance. Right now, BYU, in, this, in the last game against Montana Tech, shot 69%. That is the sixth highest field goal percentage in BYU history. And over the past four games, BYU has shot 56% from the field and 44% from three. And I'll add this. The loss to Kansas is in that mix, and BYU did not shoot well in that game. That one game is actually bringing those percentages down. And just for some fun, I took out the Kansas game. Let's just focus on the three wins over UCLA, Virginia Tech, and Montana Tech. Looking at those three wins, BYU shooting 61% from the field and 50% from three. The Cougars have found their shooting touch, and I think I speak for all Cougar fans when I say we'd love to see those numbers travel to the Huntsman Center tonight. Speaking of the home of the Utes, BYU has dropped its last two games in that building. Utah enters tonight's game at 5-2. and two. They're scoring in the 80s and beating teams by an average of 14 points per game, and a, a common theme with BYU opponents this year has been rebounding and Utah is out rebounding opponents by 11 boards a game. Now getting Yoli back will certainly help in that area but keeping Utah off the glass specifically on the offensive end will be important. You don't want to give Utah second chance points and when you look at this Utah team they are certainly a talented team but they are still a very, very young team. In fact, uh, one of the youngest teams in college basketball. I think a couple years down the line, this is going to be a very dangerous team. Uh, but th- this is still a team that's trying to figure things out a little bit. So this is a perfect time for BYU to be heading back to the Huntsman Center, a place they haven't played since 2015, uh, and an opportunity for BYU to get a win. BYU is favored in this game, and the way BYU right now is playing, especially shooting the basketball, things certainly bode well heading into tonight's game in Salt Lake City all right it's the moment you've been waiting for it's time to hear from the man himself Yoli Child I talked with Yoli after practice this week here's our conversation coming back versus Utah haven't played
2: to start the year you feeling any pressure right now no no pressure believe it or not I think uh, it's my first game back but you know I've been playing college basketball at a high level since I was 18 so it's it's not necessarily anything new, and this team is so good, man. The, the way that guys have been flourishing, and uh, just the way we've been getting better every day. I'm, I'm not too nervous. I just I just want to go out and contribute and do the
1: little things to help us get along. What did you learn about yourself having to sit out those games and, and being an observer? Uh, it was it was probably harder than
2: I even thought it was going to be. It was really tough at times, uh, but. Seeing the game from an outside perspective was something I haven't been able to do in a long time and I think I took a lot away from it. I I was able to see the emotional aspect of the game and how leaders on a team can influence the, the play of the game emotionally with their attitude and their body language. Um, I was also able to see the pace that we play with. And when we're moving the ball side to side and, and swinging it around, we're a lot better. And sometimes when you're on the court, it's harder to see that. So I feel like I've learned a lot of positive things about the game that will help me and help this team. I've got to imagine
1: it would probably be even more frustrating if you're on the bench and you see the team struggle. You had the opportunity to see this team playing really well. How pleased and how proud were you of this team with the start of the season that they've had? Unbelievably proud.
2: Uh, like you said, it was really tough in some of those losses uh, and the wins. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> <yo>. heaven <laughs> says they don't need you. <laughs> they might not. I don't know. They've been they've been playing great. Um, but in some of those games, the Virginia Tech game, the UCLA game, uh, when when we started getting it rolling in Houston, it was just so fun to watch these guys flourish and and some of these young guys just grow up and step into a big role. It was a lot of fun to see them succeed.
1: This may sound like somewhat of an odd question because everybody knows your game and how prolific it is. How do you feel like you fit in with this group? Uh, I'm just going to make plays for other people. You know, the
2: the way we're playing and how many guys we have scoring the ball and the amount of shooters we have, I'm just going to go in and not mess everything up. Honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm just going to go in and play hard, crash the glass, run the floor, roll hard, get guys open uh, and make the right play. I'm, I'm not worried about coming in and and trying to get numbers or trying to do anything crazy. I'm just going to go in and make the right play every time. How excited are you right now? You've had to wait a long time for this. What's your excitement level right now? 11 out of 10. I'm I'm stoked. I wish we were playing right now. I'm ready to go, and the guys are ready to go. But, yeah, I'm just going to go out and
1: let it rip. It's fantastic that your first game back is the, at Utah, and being able to play the Utes—a rivalry game. What do these rivalry games mean to you personally?
2: Uh, they mean a lot. Um, I think they mean so much to me because they mean so much to the community, and they mean so much to our fan base. Well, I, I, I think I said this last year, but a lot of people try to say it's just another game, and it's really not. It's—it's it's a huge game that sticks with people. Um, I was just talking to—I was talking to someone the other day, and they were actually talking to me about how their. Uh, grandma is is gonna pass away soon and how one of their favorite things to do is watch the Utah Utah BYU games and to watch watch the BYU games together as a family. And yeah. this is probably her last year, so when you think about stuff like that, you know, it, it makes it seem like a little more than a regular game and you just wanna go out there and and do everything you can for the community
1: for Cougar Nation for your teammates and for everyone that supports you. Last thing before I let you go if you thought about what that moment's going to be like stepping onto the court your first game of the season if you allowed yourself to think about that? Every day
2: (laughs) honestly (laughs) every day Um, I try to live in the moment I try to be in the present and do everything I can but uh, probably for a couple minutes every day I think about that moment and uh, just how much fun it's going to be to be out there playing with my guys.
1: It's going to be fun to see you out there, and everybody's excited to see what uh, what this team can do closer to full strength. Thanks for taking the time. And good luck. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. There he was, Yoli Childs making his debut tonight for the BYU Cougars. The nine games without him—it's done. It's over. It's a thing of the past and he's walking into a team that at 6-3 and three is playing really good basketball. You add a piece like Yoli Childs, last season's leading scorer, a guy that can average a double-double, average 20 points and 10 rebounds, and the attention that he draws defensively, you add that, to the way this BYU team has been playing over the last couple of games. And this is going to be fun. This is going to be an opportunity for BYU. But this is also going to be one where the Cougars are going to have to play well tonight. As we mentioned, Utah, young team. But they're a very talented young team. And you're on their floor. This will be, this will be a, a fun opportunity and a fun test for BYU tonight. As they take on the Utes at the Huntsman Center. Speaking of the Huntsman Center, when we come back, that's where we're going to head. Mark Durant's going to join me. We'll get his... Thoughts on tonight's game and our courtside conversation. That's coming up in just a moment, but don't forget this season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help found humanitarian services and programs. Mark Durant coming your way next from Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Welcome back in, getting you ready for BYU and Utah game number ten for the Cougars. They come in with a record of six and three. Getting Yoli Childs back tonight, making his debut on the season excited to see him back on the floor in Salt Lake City tonight and that's where we will head we will head 45 minutes north of where I am here in our BYU radio studios head to the Huntsman Center it's time for our courtside conversation with the man Mark Durant hello Mark good evening how are you even though you are surrounded by a lot of red right now
3: (laughs) well (laughs) I always get a little queasy walking into this building but it's good to be back it's been a while I started to think I may never get back in this building, <laughs> but it's happening again. And, uh, you know, I've I've got some bad memories here, but a couple good ones, a couple good ones, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. But I think BYU is probably the better team coming into this, but uh, all bets are off when yep. you walk into Huntsman Center.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that there's any question that BYU is the better team, but that, you know, you still have to play like that, and that's what we're hoping we see tonight. I, I asked Mark Pope this question on, on Saturday after after the game against Montana Tech, and I had asked him what he believes is the biggest reason for BYU's recent shooting prowess. I'm going to ask you that question. What do you think is playing in with this team really finding its its range from not just from deep, just all over the floor? This team is shooting the ball extremely well right now. What do you attribute that to? I think it's due
3: mostly to... Uh, kind of an understanding and a realization uh, from TJ and Barcelo particularly that th- they need to drive the paint and to then when they get in the paint do not force a shot it's not always about I beat my man I'm gonna go get a shot uh, and they've kind of learned the real purpose of beating your man and getting in the paint is to free up other guys You'll see TJ get in the paint, dribble around, and then kick it out to the corner for an open three. Because once once a guard breaks down, a defense gets to the paint, that collapses the defense. They're scrambling, and then you find the right guy. Even if you don't find the right guy on the first pass, then it's working around the horn really quickly, and eventually the defense will be behind, and you'll get an open shot. Now you look at BYU. I think is uh, I think I read that they're twenty fifth in the nation made threes, and then you see that they're the reason for that is they're number six in assists. And the reason they're shooting the ball so well is because they're playing good team basketball, doing what I just said, and the shots that they get, it's not just that they're getting threes or shooting threes, they're getting good looks, and they're shooting that 40% number, and that's with a couple disastrous games, and like you mentioned, and uh, so I think that's it. I think just smart play by you know, guys that are getting the ball in the right place, and then uh, good ball movement and finding open three-point shooters, and that, that's been a nice formula. And when they do that, man, they're they're hard to beat. You know, we saw them dismantle pretty good teams in UCLA, particularly Virginia Tech. Made them look silly in those second halves because of how they're moving that basketball, creating, getting open looks, knocking down threes. That's that's the formula for BYU. You just got to try to do it as much as you can. But they're they're certainly playing, uh, you know, a good momentum with the way that they're playing, good chemistry and playing good
1: team basketball with those assists, and, and then you get the made threes. You know, Mark, I'm not trying to bury the lead, so we'll get to it now. Obviously, everybody's really excited to have Yoli Childs back, and this is his first opportunity to play with this team. We'll get into some more specifics regarding Yoli in a second, but just off the top of your head, where do you immediately expect him to make his biggest impact, just being on the floor?
3: Well, first of all, as much as I hate the NCAA, thank goodness that the first game back for Yoli is this game yes I mean, you thank want, goodness you, you want to have everybody going in this game and then secondly I'm looking at last year or yeah last year's stats 31 and 11 13 of 16 for Yoli that that'll get you excited that'll get you happy and I know that Yoli has put in a lot of work this summer getting ready you know trying to prepare you know it's not just this year for him it's his future he's putting in the work to be a successful basketball player and give himself the best opportunity. So physically, I think, skills-wise, he's going to be ready to go. He might be a little excited, but he'll settle in. The more thing I'm worried most about is, you know, we talked about the chemistry and how well BYU's playing right now. is only kind of interrupt that. I mean, he's going to have to get his touches. He's a dominant presence on the floor. So is that going to change how BYU's playing? Is it going to affect those three-point shots? I don't think it will because he's practicing with them. He's played with them all summer. But that's something that you've got to be concerned with. But that's a good, that's certainly a good problem yep. to have if you're BYU. But, uh, I mean, Yoli, what Yoli will do, you know, one of the things BYU struggled with, Jason, is, is streaks where they haven't been able to score. Particularly, you got Kansas game, you go six minutes at a time without scoring. So when you're not hitting the threes, you need to be able to get easy baskets and yoli's a guy that can get you on the post and get you a bucket or get it to the free throw line you know he doesn't shoot a lot of free throws that'll change with yoli he's also a guy that can get you rebounds which gives you easy putback opportunities so you're not just depending for the most part on that three-point shooting so that that's a huge benefit for bway and and because like you said also you're going to have to double him you have to double him on the post he's a great passer that's going to make the threes even more open so You hope all of those things happen, but there is a big question mark that he hasn't played, and how's he going to kind of fit in right off the bat? No question he'll fit in long run, but in this first game back, how's that going to work?
1: How do you, maybe taking that one step further, who who do you think has the bigger adjustment? Yoli fitting in with the rest of the team or the rest of the team fitting in around Yoli?
3: I I think the latter. I think, uh, you know, Yoli... Uh, like i said he's played with these guys he's played with most of them last year uh you know alex Barcelo and jake are new you know you know these guys and uh, i i think that just having yoli on the floor is he's just such a strong presence yeah how does that not affect your what you've been doing and your game it, you know it's it's basketball malpractice Good to see. I was just saying, I had a Coach Jones got a great son on this team, on this Utah team, Rylan Jones. He's he's awesome. But uh, uh, you know, how can you not let that presence kind of change what you do? Because you have to get him touches. You have he has to be the focus of your offense. So other guys are going to have to modify. Yoli That's the way Yoli's always played. But so he's not going to have to adjust. It's the other guys adjusting around him and, and figuring out. Okay, can we still do these same things, but but utilize. Our best player, and uh, that'll, that'll be an interesting uh, thing
1: to see how that you know evolves. What do you make of this very young five and two Utah team?
3: Well, I like them. I mentioned Ryland Jones. I think he's a terrific player out of Olympus, and Coach Jones' son, and I, I think he's good. They got good size. I watched uh, uh, Brandon. <clears throat> draw a blank, uh, Brand, uh, Brandon Carlson at Bingham for several years. I watched him because my kids go to Bingham. He's a seven footer off his mission. Shot blocker. You know, if anybody kind of given Yoli trouble over the years, it's a, a seven plus, seven foot plus kind of guys that don't go for a lot of fakes. They're just, you know, it's one thing to have a shot blocker, and you give him a pump fake and he goes flying. It's another thing when you got a seven footer, he just stands there, right? <laughs> He's still able to block your shot. Yoli struggled with that a little bit. So I think he'll be an interesting factor in this game. He's a good shot blocker, big guy. And so they've got some length, they're a good rebounding team and you know you think about youth okay youth is a problem but it's not so much a problem at home Uh, these guys will feel comfortable here they'll have confidence here when they go on the road that's when it's really a problem a lot of times for young teams Um, you get older what what happens when you get older you don't necessarily get all that much better but you kind of learn how to play well on, on the road and figure that out and those you see it with the BYU seniors; they've kind of figured that out. They go to Houston and win, and uh, we won't. We, I've I've forgotten about Boise State because I have just put that just out put of it my out mind. of just put it out of your mind. Uh, but Mark. but they, those guys find uh, are, are comfortable in an adverse environments. But here, this young team will play with confidence, and that worries you a little bit. They're certainly talented. Timmy Allen's good. Uh, they, like I said, they got good size. Not a bad three-point shooting team. So uh, absolutely, can Utah win this game? Absolutely, <laughs> they, can, they can win this game. BYU's got to play well, got to shoot well. TJ, you know, you look at TJ, was terrible, to be honest with you, first five games. I mean, he couldn't make a shot. He made, the, he made one shot, which was cool uh, that we saw. <laughs>
1: yes, it was but very other than cool.
3: That, other than that, he was really struggling. And when he plays good, BYU rolls. And so that'll be something to watch. Um, and, and if BYU can get a little bit of a cushion early, that might that might work against the youth of Utah. They might start thinking, well, we are not gonna we're not gonna win this one. And uh, but you don't want to give those guys confidence because they're certainly athletic, got good size, can rebound well, and they're playing in their their own gym. And that's to me always plus ten. So you got to beat a team by ten points to even win by one. And uh, so it'll be a challenge for BYU. But I like how they're playing, and if they continue to play like they played in maui it
1: should be a good night for the cougars uh, real fast i want to squeeze in two more questions before we wrap things up in your opinion like kind of the state of the rivalry where does this rivalry stand for you does it still hold the same feelings as it used to
3: i don't think so i mean it's hard for me to admit that for what's gone on the last you know a few years um and being in a different conference not playing more than once a year if at all uh i think it's damaged the rivalry Um uh, and the fact that Utah has not been particularly good at basketball, and BYU has not been particularly good at football, you lose kind of the uh, the edge. Uh, but it's it's still really fun. I don't mean to put me down about still really fun. I love the rivalry. I have so many memories. It just seems so silly to, to go away from it. And I think about the great games over the years. Why would you not want to to play against your rival and and have those memories? You, you know, who wants to play against? uh mississippi valley state or whatever i mean you want to play your rivals and see what happens and then you can tell your kids yeah we this is what happened in 2019 against the Utes, and i mean that that, that's really fun to me but it it has lost a little bit of the fire and venom and maybe it needed that because it was getting too venomous so uh you know i still love it but it just doesn't quite have the same feel
1: and i hope one day to get back to that all right last thing mark ken garf honda nissan and volkswagen in orm proudly present keys to the game mark what are your keys to tonight's game I'm going to say
3: T.J. Haas is the key. I think if T.J. has 20 points, BYU rolls. If he if he's going one for 10,
1: it's going to be a long night. Great stuff, Mark. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game. We'll hear you with Greg coming up. Thanks, Jason. You bet. There we go. Mark Durant from the Huntsman Center. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard.
1: BYU's in Salt Lake City tonight taking on the University of Utah at the Huntsman Center. Tip-off coming your way in just about 35 minutes. We'll get you up to Greg Rubel and Mark Durant coming up in just a second. Let's update you on another Top 25 action going on right now in college basketball. Two minutes to go in the first half. Number twenty-three, Villanova, leading Penn by three, thirty-three to thirty. Twenty-first ranked Tennessee, leading Florida A and M sixteen to four. And number five Virginia, trailing at Purdue. The Boilermakers leading eleven to five. Game is very early. Just under fifteen minutes to go in the first half. BYU and Utah, not the only local teams in action, playing each other. Another game here in Orem tonight. The Utah Valley Wolverines hosting the Weber State Wildcats. That game will tip off in Orem at 7 o'clock. We'll update you on that game throughout the evening. And hey, as if it wasn't big enough in Salt Lake City tonight with BYU taking on Utah, how about in the NBA, the Utah Jazz back from their five-game road trip. Things didn't go so well. Jazz go 1-4 and on that road trip. They're back home, and guess who's in town tonight? LeBron James. And the Los Angeles Lakers. That game will get underway at Vivint Smart Home Arena at 7 o'clock. We will certainly update you on all the action in the NBA with the Utah Jazz tonight hosting the LA Lakers. Other NBA action going on right now. The Charlotte Hornets leading the Golden State Warriors 18-14. Milwaukee with a two-point lead at Detroit at 14-12. And in Orlando tonight, it is the Phoenix Suns leading the Orlando Magic 22-17. Coming up next, we're going to get you to the Huntsman Center for the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball
4: fans. Welcome inside the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City as tonight, in-state rivals meet for the 260th time, but for the first time in this building in some four years. I'm your play-by-play companion, Greg Grubel. My broadcast companion is the former Cougar cager, the beloved BYU Ironman, the one and only Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, uh, once upon a time, our trips to the Hill were annual affairs. Uh, Then they became every other year engagements, and nowadays, what used to be a sure thing is a little more up in the air from year to year, but it's good to be back here uh, with the Cougs looking for a third straight win over the Utes and a tenth win in their last 13 tries against these guys.
3: That's really weird for me. I grew up my whole life watching this game, Greg, and it was always close. Every, you know, it was just back and forth every year. Then we got to the 1-25 when we started the year after that, and it was a drought. I mean, it was. I think you, met, you told me seven straight for Utah, five of... Fifteen of twenty of the next tw- uh, the first twenty that we called together, I mean, I thought, are we ever going to win again? And now BYU is dominating the series. That should give, I think, a little bit of hope to BYU football fans that over time things change and, and things can go the other way. But right now, it's kind of BYU's world on the on the basketball court. But that's not to say I mean, I get a queasy every time coming into this building because this is a hard place to play. Maybe the hardest place for me to play when I played as a player. Uh, And these young guys, they're young and inexperienced for Utah, but they'll be at home. They'll be ready to go, and they're going to be after BYU. This is going to be a tough, tough game, but if BYU continue to play like they have been, I'm looking for another W uh, to add to that total.
4: Pre-game thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope coming up as the Zions-Bank Cougar pre-game coaches show continues live from the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubell.
4: We're back inside the Huntsman Center where the Utah running Utes are this season undefeated, 3-0 here at home, part of a 5-2 mark overall. BYU coming in 6-3 on the year 1-1 one one in true away venues. The way the uh, the schedule set up, this date was circled for reasons beyond the rivalry. For BYU, it's game number 10, meaning Yoli Child's nine-game exile is over, and the season-ending injury for Gavin Baxter notwithstanding, Coach Mark Pope tonight finally gets the group he expected to coach this season. And in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Coach Pope talks about uh, getting Yoli Childs back in the starting five.
5: Yeah, we're really excited. Super proud of what we've learned to do kind of with the roster we had. And now we get to add another piece, Yoli, and we get to start the process of figuring out how to play with with that huge piece to this puzzle. And uh, I think we're really excited about it. How
4: much of it is going to be a process? Because you, you got things moving pretty well right now. You add a really impressive and important piece to it. How do you see it kind of working out?
5: Well, it's a it's a, it's a little bit of a process in the sense that domi- uh, that Yoli's such a dominating force on the court. So I got to figure some stuff out, and we're going to kind of do that uh, just through game experience. Right? Uh, we had our first two days of practice where he was fully inserted into the starting lineup, and and um, kind of seeing the flow there and how we can. How we can keep great ball movement and keep great defensive intensity while also, you know, having him be a featured part in this offense and defense. So, um, you know, I don't know how long it take. I hope it. I hope it took two days, <laughs> right. and that everything's smooth sailing from here on out. But like most things, it'll be a growing process. We'll take a couple steps forward and one back, and and hopefully the trajectory will be really good.
4: How proud are you of your team for what it got done uh, without
6: you?
5: Yeah, so proud. Uh, I'm proud of what they became, right? I'm proud of how much they, how much trust they were willing to put in each other, and then I'm really grateful that they were re- rewarded for that. Um, and so, they have some belief in their ability to grow and become better because that's what they did over the last six weeks. They got better and better and better and better, and. Um, and you know when you have that belief when you have a growth mindset when you believe that and you talk every day about we're trying to grow every day to become the best team we can in a season and guys see some results from that in the first quarter of the year uh, I think that has some staying power and it's really important for us because that's what we have to do we have to focus on every day getting better and certainly today will be another day to do that
4: which component do you think was or is the most instructive for Yoli having seen how you guys played for the last nine games
5: well, I don't I don't know which one's most. There's a lot, um, you know. Talking to Yoli in the spring when he was thinking about coming back, one of the things that he felt like he felt like um, that he felt like the team was had a tougher time functioning when he wasn't on the floor, and it. It, 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 there were a lot of consequences. Of that one of the consequences was him spending a lot of time pacing himself on the mm-hmm. defensive end of the floor, and
4: for fear of having to leave the floor.
5: Yeah, and and also, um, you know, probably not being a, as aggressive offensively or defensively as he could be because he's, he's really concerned about getting a second foul in the first half mm-hmm. and having to sit and. And um, so I think he's gained some confidence in this group that hey, they, can, they, can, they can win big time games uh, without him on the floor at all. And so I think that instilled some confidence in him. I think it's instilled some, some confidence in our guys. And, and um, so, you know, that's one of many really important parts.
4: Okay. It's a, a 5 and 2 Utah team you take on tonight. Uh, what has impressed you most about the Utes in the early going?
5: Well, they have two, two big-time, big-time veteran horses, and, and they're not overly veteran, but, but Booth Gotch and Timmy Allen are two, you know, they're two uh, they're problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Booth is so, they are both got good length on the defensive end and physicality, and, and uh, they both uh, start off offensively and transition just with coast-to-coast stuff. They're so good at handling the ball and, and, and taking it all the way to the rim, and you have to bring a second defender all the time. Um, Timmy Allen has been so forceful to the rim in the half court um kind of going with either hand finishing either way they've been working around the post a lot and so he's a real problem and, and Booth essentially won the Nevada game their first game this year on the road being a three consecutive threes uh in crunch time and so he's not shot the ball great but he's fully fully capable and then they got a bunch of youngsters that are really talented this Ryland Rylan Jones you <laughs> yeah know, I tell everybody that he's way smarter than his dad <laughs> and um and he is uh you know he's like a 62 year old freshman point guard in terms of his iq and uh so he's been terrific for them running the show and this brandon carlson is uh going to be a a star he's really really talented and so long and he's just barely exploring what he can do and uh you know this this has is is shooting the ball especially early in games really really well at home and uh, they got some bigs coming off the bench that are that are playing really really hard. It's a good team, and and coach, you know, Larry does a great job with this group, with his groups every year about helping them coalesce and grow into something. And I'm sure he will with this group also.
4: Okay, last thing. Uh, they don't play a senior, and you've got five seniors in your rotation. This would be the kind of game you hope where that kind of experience pays off.
5: Yeah, I think I think. Um, know the one thing is we know we've been through it before and and so it doesn't mean we're gonna make shots doesn't mean we're gonna make great decisions but hopefully it means that we can come in here and be a little bit less distractible and and that we can understand that whatever the moment of the game brings that we can fix it we can make it work and and, um, I think that's what you get with veterans and uh, you know there's also the pressure on these guys of being a senior your last time so you know managing that is really important and you know, it's a it's a rivalry game. It doesn't get any better than this. All right. Coach, have a good one. We'll talk to you post game. Okay, thanks, Greg.
4: That is Mark Pope and tonight's Zion's Bank Cougar Pre Game Coaches Show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over fifty years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title making the complicated easier. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip Off Show live from the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brent Rubell.
4: BYU and Utah tonight. The Utes of Utah getting off to a 3-0 start to the season, then losing 2-3 of to a tournament in South Carolina before bouncing back with a home win over UC Davis last Friday. A short time ago, I spoke with Utah assistant coach Andy Hill for a quick read on the Utes coming into tonight's rivalry game.
6: I think the Davis game was Friday, and we had played three games in what let's see four days back so at Myrtle Beach yeah so the rest was actually needed and we've kind of been dealing with some injuries just here and there nothing serious long term but just you know the bumps and bruises of the season that everyone deals with so I think the few days was much needed yeah okay uh three and zero start
4: two and two since. where are you guys right now
6: yeah I think uh, you know the the Myrtle Beach deal obviously like if you look at it from a a fan perspective, and you don't really know those teams. Uh, first off, you play Coastal Carolina, who's a heck of a team on their home floor. Uh, they and they've got three really good players. One who unfortunately tore his ACL versus Baylor, but they were up ten on Baylor uh, with about nine to go when it happened. So they're a heck of a team. And then Tulane, we should have won that game. Uh, we made some uh, mistakes down the stretch that hurt us. Otherwise. You know, you're looking at one loss on a home floor, but you know the Tulane thing we we messed up down the stretch. So then you come home and you play a tough Davis team, and and they're they're better than their record uh, because they're really well coached. So I think we're in a good spot. You know, we're young, uh, but it's no excuse. Uh, we're one of the youngest teams in America, but. No one really wants to hear that, you know. You gotta get out there and get after it, and and the guys are doing a good job of that. They're playing hard, and they're they're fun to coach, uh, and they're working hard in practice. So that's good. Uh, now you just hopefully this game experience will help out as we go along. What do you think of BYU at six and three? Yeah, I think they're a really good team. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons, and obviously they're going to get back uh, one of the best weapons in the country uh, tonight. Uh, I'm really impressed with how they're playing. They're very versatile. Uh, They have a plan. They play together. They seem to enjoy each other. Uh, So I think they've got a really good team. Does the
4: fact that Utah plays so many younger guys who maybe don't have as many rivalry games under their belt take away in any way from the atmosphere and the environment tonight? Or is is BYU-Utah always going to be special no matter who puts on the uniform?
6: Well... Obviously, I didn't grow up here or or go to school at either one of the schools, but it seems to me, regardless of who's out there, the rivalry is going to be special. And I think tonight you're going to see a number of Utah kids on the floor uh, both ways. So I think that adds to a little bit of the special circumstance of it. Uh, Those those kids have grown up around it and have a feel for it and been to the games. A lot of them have watched each other play or play with each other. So I definitely think that adds to it for sure. All right, that is Utah Assistant
4: Coach Andy Hill leading us into our UB The Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to Legally Mine to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. When BYU last defeated Utah at the Huntsman Center in December of 2011, this player had 19 points, six rebounds, and four block shots. Who is he? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All
4: right, so BYU and Utah tipping off top of the hour. Time for the answer tonight's You Be the Judge question, brought to you by Legally Mine. When BYU last defeated Utah here at the Huntsman Center in December of 2011, this player had 19 points, six rebounds, and four block shots. Who is he? Hmm.
3: Well, Brandon Davies was about that time, and he's a guy that could do that. So I'm going to go with Brandon. That's a great answer. And Noah Hartsock is yeah, the great answer. He's my
2: second guy, darn it.
3: Time for our last
4: break. More coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
4: Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with your courtside here in Salt Lake City. As much talk as there's been about Yoli Childs, and deservedly
3: so, the WCC Player of the Week this past week was T.J. Haas, Mark. Uh, He's been the difference to me. BYU's a great team, when T.J. is great. and the last four games, he's been great.
4: Tip-off of BYU in Utah. Straight ahead, you've been listening to the BYU Store, Cougar Tip-Off Show on the Newskin BYU Sports Network.